to be the evidence. This piece about like um, being really worked up on the details and nitpicking things. Mm-hmm. Which do you'll say. Do you have a do you have a list? Do you have a list? I have several lists because you know I'm managing teaching classes and our business and taking classes and being a mother. And so on my list, I had an assignment. And on my assignment, I was like, oh, I'm going to be prepared. I I did all of my work ahead of time. And I had scheduled an appointment to have a a conversation with my professor. And I go and I open it up. And it's completely blank. Oh, no. What to do now? Right. (laughs) And I had this moment where I was like, well shit, I spent like two hours working on that. Okay. But now it's gone and I could overanalyze what, what happened or I could just pivot. And maybe that subject was not supposed to be written about as to why it's disappeared. (laughs) How'd you do in your pivot? I'm still pivoting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping, I'm hoping Susan, I'm hoping. I'm pivoting. I had to take a walk. That's what I had to do. I was like, I cannot you know, because you and I've talked about this before. Like, it's so easy to get like that over analytical mind where you want to pull all the pieces about and over analyze all of them and like go into the hypersensationalism of it all and digest it, but also react to it. Yeah. So we're we're the sun is in Virgo, and as we're recording this, Mercury is getting closer and closer to the sun, and so. Our minds can get caught up in this is how things should be. Mm-hmm. And these are, this is how things shouldn't be. And so everybody needs to follow my dictation exactly right now, right now. Yeah. And I think that that's short-sighted in Virgo. In Virgo, my opinion is that it's the healing goddess energy. And so whenever you're noticing what's wrong, it's, it's, it's asking you to bring forward a healing energy, a water energy. It's an earth sign, but bringing the rain down to what needs it in the land, what needs to be fertilized, what needs to be encouraged and nourished and prompted to come forward over what's no longer working. It's fine to notice notice what's no longer working. It's fine to notice what needs to be corrected, but what do you do past that? What do you want to nurture and foster? And I think that goes back to, you know, the last conversation we had of like, what do you truly believe in? Like I got up and I took a walk and I was like, you know, I believe that I think I was pushing myself and I was trying to write a paper that wasn't even my paper to write. Like I was trying to like prove this point of, oh, I, I have this level of intelligence or like I'm going to study biophysics, you know, like that I had like this hidden agenda. And in my walk, I was like, oh, but that's not truly in alignment with what I am actually interested in. It was like the need to water, what do I truly believe? And does everything jive with that? Is everything in alignment of that? Yeah, you you and I have been working on a project for about six weeks now. It It keeps taking different turns as we move through it. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us are like, whoa, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> all, all of a sudden it's doing something different. And we're like, oh my God. <laughs> when does it stop? <laughs> I know. But, but the more it goes along, the more that I think that we're being called to go, oh yeah, there's wisdom in this. It's mm-hmm. taking on a life of its own. 
We don't know everything. If you think you know how life is going to show up, you're probably wrong because you're not in charge of life. You're in charge of you. You're in charge of responding to life. You're in charge of contributing to life. You're in charge of meeting life halfway. But you can't dictate how life is going to show up. Sometimes life shows up and goes close, but turn left. Right. And, and, and you can go, no, all you want. Right. But meanwhile, life's like, really? No, because I've got something worked out over here. Yeah. It has your name on it. And it's, it meets up with everything that you've wanted. You sure you don't want to turn left? And some people go, I'm sure I'm not turning left. All right. I think this is so interesting because like we're being presented these options and then also equally like filling into all of the Scorpio energy that's happening right now. Right. Where my reaction to it is like, damn it. I said, it's going to go this way. (laughs) You know, and like, I want to push it. And then, and I have a harder time than being like, okay, but if you're telling me to go left, okay. All right. I'm going to trust it. All right. And I can feel like the anxiety in me come up. Like I can feel like I need to draw my fingers. Like I get agitated because I'm like, I don't, there's a a sense of insecurity there. Like I'm comfortable feeling into that, like making demands upon life. I have more discomfort with being in allowance in not choosing to make demands. Right. So as we're recording this, Venus is triggering a grand cross in the sky amongst the fixed signs. So Venus is opposing Uranus retrograde in Taurus, and those are squaring in opposition between the North Node in Leo and South Node in Aquarius with Mars and Black Moon Lilith conjuncting it. And so what that means is that, well, it means a lot of things, but the fixed signs are what they sound like. They're fixed. They don't want to move. They don't want to, they're, they want to be stubborn. Well, I don't know how I feel about the word stubborn, but they, they feel like they're in control and they know what's happening and this is how it's going to be. And there's just, that's it. But the, and that's why the fixed signs need the squares to each other to force them to grow. Mm -hmm. So Scorpio is a uh, Venus and Jupiter, both in Scorpio right now. And it's bringing up very raw truth, very raw truth about who we are and what we want and probably wanting more than we admit because Venus is in detriment or in its opposite sign because it rules Taurus. So Scorpio is saying to Venus, you want more than you're admitting. And Venus goes, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. And Scorpio goes, yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. It's like, oh shit, here we go. so all that Scorpio is coming up and Scorpio also, not only is it raw truth, but it, the Scorpio very much wants to be in control because mm-hmm. it wants to be ahead of any kind of pain that might happen. So right. as long as I control everything, then if pain's going to happen, it's going to be because I decided, not because somebody snuck up on me. Right. Right. Leo is similar. Like it's, it's, it's very confident and being like, this is my kingdom. I'm in love with everything. As long as you love, everything's fine. Meanwhile, Scorpio is telling Leo, I see that box of darkness under your bed. Mm-hmm. And Leo goes, Scorpio, shut the fuck up. And Scorpio's like, I'm not going to shut the fuck up. We're going to look at that box. And Leo's like, God damn it. But Leo is forced to look at the truth. Mm-hmm. So then it is genuinely in love with life and not posturing. Mm-hmm. Taurus does it to Leo too. Taurus says, you don't love everything, Leo. 
some things are actual literal shit right you don't, you don't love shit do you like holding a, a bag of shit do you like that and leo's like all right maybe not shit right thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and aquarius is the same thing to leo Aqua aquarius says you want to think past your first impulse on love you want to go forward to what you want for humanity and not just yourself and leo's like i'm busy mm -hmm. i'm getting my hair done and aquarius is like when you're done getting your hair done we're going to talk about how you take the love for yourself and expand it out further. And Leo goes, Oh my God, you guys are bothering the shit out of me. That happens with all four fixed signs, right? Very annoyed yep. with the influences happening with the other signs, but needs it because it brings depth and growth and movement. Mm -hmm. And that's where we all are right now. We're all sitting in the middle of fixed signs going, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. All of us. And digging in the depths. And we're in here until December, correct? Yeah, because Venus is going to, Venus is direct, but in shadow now. It will retrograde uh, October 5th. It goes direct again in Libra, November 16th. And then is out of shadow, out of shadow. The bad accent I just had. <laughs> out of shadow, December 10th. So yeah. we're in this area for a while. And leaning into those areas of depth. I mean, I keep like, when you were talking, I kept seeing um, digging. So I, I think I've mentioned this before that I have a little slight obsession with crystals. Um, and I really find people that go mining very fascinating of how they have hit like quartz veins and things like that. Ooh, I'm having deja vu. Have we talked about this? Do you mm -hmm. want to go mining? Yes, I do. I think that you might. I think that I might too. Mm -hmm. I'm very sure about it. Um, so I watch videos about this because like, I, I'm really intrigued about like, how do you find a, a vein of amethyst in the, in the ground? Like the fact that our earth makes these things is just like mind boggling to me. So I've taken my son several times to go gem mining in the area that we live in because there's lots of gems that are found naturally here, right? Awesome. And, and so I've asked a lot of the old timers, well, how do you find these gems? Like, how do you know? Because you can dig and dig and dig and dig and not find anything, right? And then you could hit a vein and all of a sudden you're carrying out buckets of huge quartz that from the visible eye, you're not going to know. And a couple of the old timers were telling me like, well, it's sort of like dowsing in the sense, like you have to listen, you have to ask the earth, you have to go through the depths in order to find what you are looking for. Cause you're looking for a buried treasure. Dowsing. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm going to butcher this, so I don't really want to talk about it. Um, so it's basically an intuitive practice where like they used to use dowsing, dowsing rods to help find water on land. And it's two rods that you hold and then there's a whole science behind it. So I'm not going to get into the science because I can't really speak about it, but there's a science behind it. And they were typically used for finding water access on land when you did not know if your land had water to it. Sounds like it has something to do with polarities. It does. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the old timers would do that very practice of using the dowsing rods to find 
it's the same. It's like, it's just another tool. It's like using a pendulum, right? Mm. Where you're using um, a tool to help guide you on what intuitively could be being told to you at this time. So they were telling me that they use these dowsing rods or that they will tune themselves in as if they are layers upon layers of sediment to figure out where the crystals lay and the veins lay. But it's only with a willingness that you have to dig through all of the layers in order to find the crystal. Mm. Yeah. What if you're not willing? Then you come up empty handed and that's really aggravating because you set your mind on it, right? Like you get to a gem mine and you're like, I'm going to go dig. I'm going to find crystals today. And then you don't, if you're not willing to like tune in and you come back empty handed, that's where like the Virgo energy comes in. Like mm, overthinking it all. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people say to me in readings, they're like, I feel like I'm doing all this work. And I go like to the grocery store and I look around and people aren't doing this work at all. They're just buying Snickers and doing their thing or whatever. And I think that's a great example. Yeah. They haven't seen the vein yet. Yep. They don't have any reason to dig. Yep. They don't know that exists. Yep. So what if you're not willing? Okay, well, then you stay on the surface. Mm -hmm. Which is fine unless you know that there's a vein of something beyond, right below your feet. Because that's right. what we're talking about, right? We're talking about that there's another way of being in the world that's coming that we can't see yet. But if we are just being these tools, these energetic, intuitive tools, and not using our minds whatsoever and just intuitively feeling into our bodies. You can feel the sensations that things are changing, mm -hmm. that we are approaching something that has never been seen before. And it is going to require us to walk into it with this intuitive co-partnership of, okay, will you show me where you are lying at right now? Yeah, and, it, and, and it's reversed too, right? Mm -hmm. Like Venus and Jupiter and Scorpio are, are, it's like the energies are coming for and mining you too. Mm -hmm. Like I see you, you don't like being married, do you? Mm -hmm. Oh fuck. Yeah. Wow. You're right. You're alone and you don't like it that way. Do you? Oh shit. You're right. right. You are constantly in lack and you don't feel good about yourself and you want to level up into receiving more but you don't know how to do that because you've always been told you're a piece of shit mm -hmm. oh fuck yep mm -hmm. yep the raw truth coming up and the raw truth coming up in my experience people who don't have strong placements in scorpio when this shit starts people go oh my god and they try to run or they try to hide or they can't handle it or whatever and I mentioned on my page yesterday that I'm a Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising, Mercury retrograde, first house Scorpio. That's a lot of fucking Scorpio. Oh I'm too much for myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when people, but when people come to me because they know I have, I carry that energy. They're like, I don't, I don't think I can handle this. I'm like, you have to handle it. This is you. This is the real you coming up. Don't you want the real you? Isn't it exhausting holding up a false you? Mm -hmm. Isn't it tiring? It's Don't you feel it. like you're buried? Yeah. We, um, 
I kept seeing walking across coals, burning coals in like that moment where you're halfway through it and your mind goes, holy fucking shit, I'm standing on burning coals. My feet should, are on fire. My yeah. feet are on fire. I should turn around, right? And then like that moment where you're like, oh, I could turn around or I could walk through it, which would take, I, my feet are going to be on fire no matter what. Like, or I could walk through it and complete it and have like this exhaustion and liberation of like, look what I just did. Yeah. So what happens, what happens on the other side? Like you have a lot, you have a lot of Scorpio energy. Mm -hmm. What happens on the other side of walking all the way through it? Why do you do it? Why, why don't you run? Because there's such liberation and presence there that the, op the opposite feels like death to me. It feels like stagnation. It feels like if I don't walk through it and I don't move through the burning, if I don't acknowledge the discomfort head on that I am going to be stagnant. And if I'm stagnant, then that is the same as like no longer being alive in my aliveness and my vivaciousness and my desire to be conscious in this world. It is completely fed by the fact that like, I have to look through, look at some seriously hard truths, but in doing that, I, it's that moment where you're asleep and you start pinching yourself and you're like, Oh, I can feel that I'm alive. Right. When I go through liberation, when I go through the shit that's really crunchy and stuffy and like hard to move through, it feels like somebody's pinching me and I'm like going, oh yes, I'm alive. That's right. My soul is in this body, in this lifetime. This is what I agree to do. This is why I am here. Yeah, there's, that's a, a Scorpio thing to feel like if things aren't changing, something must be terribly wrong. Right. Something's wrong. Um, I have a real fear of, 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 of having expectations or a story or tradition or uh, rules telling me you get to this point and then flatline mm -hmm. it's like this from here on out. That scares the fuck out of me. Oh, me too. Scares me to death because I tried, I tried real hard to do that. So did I. And I felt like life had me by the throat. It feels like you're suffocating. It's claustrophobia times a thousand. It feels like you cannot catch your breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there has to be some, but there has to be some relief, right? Right. There has to be some relief besides, oh, we're just going to keep digging shit up. Mm -hmm. What is the relief? I, I asked myself, what, what is the relief? Right. The place I come back to, and it may be different for you. It may be different for people who are listening. The place I come back to is I want to know all of it because I don't want anyone else under my watch to feel like they're alone. Mm -hmm. I want to know all of it. I want to know all my secrets. I want to know all the things that happened to me that I erased out of my memory. I want to speak the words about the trauma I've been through. I want to take abuse out of the behind closed doors and bring it out in the open. I want, to, I want, it, I want all of it to open up so that no one feels like they're alone in the closet with no lights on crying because they think they're the only one. That's, mm -hmm. that's why I do it. I agree. I think I have a similar notion as you do. I think mine feeds into also liberating the body because I've seen so many people and I mean, I've gone through it myself where the body is beat up because it's a physical, it's a physical vessel that's carrying this consciousness in it. Right. 
So we use it as our punching bag, whether it's like we're gaining weight or we are cutting ourselves or we are binging on pizza all the time or we are eating our emotions, right? Like we use our bodies to manage a lot of our awarenesses in the world. And I think that's part of what drives me of like, if, if we can, if nobody has to experience the traumas that we've gone through because we can call them into the open and nobody has to experience the trauma of withholding your body and withholding your infiniteness and feeling so scared that you don't know how to be in complete presence in your body to create pre complete presence in your spirit. That's what motivates me. That's what I show up for. I really love that about you. I love it that you're bringing that up into awareness about how we take what has happened to us out on our bodies. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's really violent. It's it is really violent. And it is. And it's also just like weird. It's not even a conscious choice. I was having this conversation yesterday with another person and we were talking about, um, you know, I was in California a couple of weeks ago and I was taking a psychophysiology talk when I was there and about how trauma, right? Specifically trauma that we've experienced from zero to seven years old and the foundational fundamental years of our lives, right? Even in utero and how that encodes in our cells and how our cell structures change because of being witness of witnessing trauma and then how it plays out longer in our life of like, we may have more digestive problems. We ha may have food allergies. We may have like chronic fatigue situations where we have really hard time having enough energy to do our day-to-day -day life. Right. But it's because of these things that like, like, I think it's a two twofold, right. There is definitely like, Oh, I've gone through a bad breakup. I'm going to eat my emotions right now because I don't want to process my emotions. Like there, there is an actual thought that can happen there where that's a coping mechanism. Right. And then there's the, the non-conscious coping mechanism that happens as a result of what the fuck we've gone through the shadowy shit that's really been like done to us that our bodies have had to respond respond to just to keep us alive yeah that's <clears throat> that's uh that's the element of trauma that turns into suffering is something's been done to me, 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 something's been done to me. And you repeat it over and over and over again, because it's trying to have itself addressed. Yes. Something has been done to me and you go, no. And you shove it back down and mm -hmm. it just gets louder. Yep. It just gets louder. Yeah, something yeah. has been done to me. So rather than saying, I don't want to talk about that. Maybe Scorpio is asking us to go, I'm going to sit with you. Something's been done to us. What is it? Mm -hmm. First of all, you hurt me. Second of all, that person hurt me. Third of all, you're not listening to me and go, okay. All right. I'm sorry. What yeah. do you need? What do you need? Being very kind instead of feeling like, oh, we're not going to talk about that or shove it down right. or don't admit it. Or that's not who you are. Who you are is what, you, what these people want you to be. That's who you are. Wait a second. No, who I am is someone who has experienced trauma and maybe should talk about it because other people have been traumatized too. Mm -hmm. maybe, that, maybe that's who I am too. Right. Accepting all of it. There is um, that thing about zero to seven years mm -hmm. is interesting to me. 
zero to seven years. So you're saying that's when uh, the foundations are laid mm -hmm. about how you're going to receive the rest of life, right? Yep. In astrology, at seven is you have your first Saturn square Saturn. That's when your chart kicks in. Mm. How fascinating. I never knew that. Uh -huh. So we need to think about how if, if, if we've had a hard time dealing with the lessons in our chart, maybe we need to go back to the fundamentals and give ourselves tools in how to address the lessons that are coming no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I, I keep thinking about, um, I took this yoga class one time and it was one of those like super supposed to be like, you know, a real relaxing one that you go into and you're just like come out completely zen. And I went in holding the, the intention. I was like, I'm going to come out so chill. This is going to be fantastic. And then I got in and then all of a sudden I'm reactive to the yoga teacher in my head. I'm bitching about the yoga teacher. Right. And then I'm moving through the poses and my body feels creaky and I'm like, Oh, that doesn't feel good. This is not relaxing. And I'm reacting to like all of the poses while I'm reacting to the teacher. And then I'm reacting to the music because it's not putting me in my trance and everything <laughs> is just like agitated. Right. <laughs> and of course the teacher puts us in Shavasana and what comes out of her mouth is this may have been the best practice you've ever been through because you had to come face to face with your discomfort. Oh, and I was like, you God. knew the whole entire day of time. <laughs> you, you knew it. <laughs> but it's like, it's that piece though, right? Of like going back to the fundamentals of like, you know, of being a kid and having that anger come up. And instead of being like, no, you're not allowed to experience that shut it down, turn it off. You have emotions, calm it down. Like, don't do that. Instead, we get to be like, hey, honey, that's anger. And you're feeling that throughout your whole entire body right now. And that's why your head feels a little hot right now. That's why your hands are clenched. Can you tell me more about why you're experiencing that? I've had to do that in reverse with my son because he's getting older. He's 11. Right. He's a preteen. Yep. And so whenever I'm frustrated, I can't just be like, here's a snack. You know, right. I have to look at him in the face and I'm like, I'm very frustrated. And it's because you're not listening. If you make me raise my voice, I don't like it either. Right. Having my emotions in front of my son too. And he goes, okay, got it. Yep. Uh-huh. Noted. Showing also mirroring back. Mm-hmm. Like as parents, we can't just act like we're totally fine all the time. We're not. Oh. You are frustrating the shit out of me. Yeah, we're still humans. We're still having reactions, no matter if we're dealing with little humans or not. Mm -hmm. No matter if we're dealing with animals or not. Like it, it, our work environments, our cars, like it doesn't matter. We're still humans having human reactions. But can we choose to come at it from a place where we're clearing our vessels, where we're creating more spaciousness? And honesty. The thing about Venus and Scorpio is it's saying you want more than you're admitting. And mm -hmm. all of us go, no, I don't want anything. You're a liar. Bullshit. That you're game. a liar. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You want more than you're willing to admit. Sit down and feel. Mm -hmm. Sit down and feel. Don't 
Venus rules Taurus, that's an earth sign. Yep. And it rules Libra, that's an air sign. So, you know, in Tor Venus and Taurus is like creating lovely things and, and, and being in nature, it's things that are grounded. In Libra, it's theoretically observing how we give and receive balance and harmony and flow and love and beauty. Those aren't water. Mm -mm. When Venus is in Scorpio, it's giving, I mean, it's having a real hard sit down and going, you're going to sit down and feel right now. Mm -hmm. And Venus is like, this doesn't feel very balanced. I don't give a fuck. Sit down. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about balance. We're talking about truth. What do you want? Nothing. Okay. Well, this is going to take longer than I thought. Mm -hmm. You want more. I know you do. And Venus has a hard time here, but it's liberating. It's liberating to like, if you look up and you go, I don't think I can ever live with someone again. Okay, great. Yes. Don't you feel relieved from pretending that you should? Isn't that relieving? Yes. I, I don't think I can be married ever again. All right. Awesome. Take that off the plate. Mm -hmm. I feel like I should not be hungry to pay my bills anymore. Right. Good. That's an awesome thing to want. Mm -hmm. You want more than you're willing to admit. Open up. Like we talked about this. I think it was two, maybe three podcasts ago mm -hmm. about opening up the sternum and getting yeah, to the yeah. pulp. That yeah. will happen when the North node goes into cancer. It's happening now when Venus is in Scorpio. Open up. Who are you? I don't like dudes anymore. Okay. Right. Great. Take that burden off. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. What do you really want? I think it for me, because I'm so visual, you know, I think it always helps of like, what do I want? I can get, because I'm analytical, I can get really caught up in my brain, right? Of like, oh, well, I want liberation for all. I want everybody to have access to fucking organic food across the whole entire world and never have to worry about contaminated food again. Yeah. I want everybody to have access to clean water, 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 yeah. and mm -hmm. be able to drink it plentifully without ever having to worry about it or carrying it on their backs. Like I want these basic things. And then I go into, I frame that. I want basic things for the rest of the world that may or may not be basic depending on where we're at in this current. They're luxuries to yes, some people. They are luxuries right. for mm -hmm. sure. But I, I want to go in, my, my brain wants to kick into the analytics of like, well, how is that going to happen? Who is in control? How do we distribute these resources? What has to change? What policies have to be rewritten? How does the government have to shift? You know, like my brain wants to get into the details because I, I like the details to go forward. So when I think about like, what do I truly believe? What do I truly desire? It helps me to remove the analytical piece and move into the visual. And I think that it's very important if anybody else listening is also visually driven and has no idea how to get to what do I believe and what do I desire to move into like, I hate using this terms, but, um, vision boards, a, vi a vision board, not in the sense of like, Oh, I want a trillion dollars and I want a Lamborghini. <clears throat> 
but could you use images that represent how it would feel to be liberated? Could you use images of what it would feel like to be infinite? Could you use images of what it would look like to have access to that food, to be completely com supported by your community, to be liberated out of relationships that are killing you? Images that speak that to you rather than like that superficial, oh, I want the brand most brand new shoes, like that sort of stuff. Stay away from that. Right. So let's be clear. You're Aquarius rising. Right. And so you, you are very future forward and visionary. Right. In ways that you can't often find words for. You're mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to tell you. All I know is I see children running through a field. Right. Unadultered. Yeah. Okay. What would it, what would allow for that? Something like that to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Being visionary. Like oftentimes I, I talk in session because I'm, I have a lot of water. I tell people, how do you want to feel? Mm -hmm. Like in relationships, you can't say, well, you can, but my suggestion is that maybe you shouldn't say he has to be six foot five, plays right. basketball, is from Chicago, and has Jewish parents. Right. Really? How do you want to feel? I want to feel connected. I want to right. feel like I want to feel like I have a partner in life. I want to feel understood. I want to feel like we have a vision together. I feel like I want to feel like we both are going to impact the world. That kind of stuff. How do you want to feel? Right. I think you're hitting on the same thing in an air kind of way. Right. Of what is the vision? Right. What is the vision of what it looks like? Forget how we get there. Right. For a second. We're right. going to have to figure out how to get there. Right. But what does the vision look like? Yeah. Yes. And so maybe the truth of who we are happening in Scorpio, maybe it's overwhelming for some people. That's okay. How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel comfortable with yourself? Right. Do you want to feel unchained? And then what, how do you want your life to look? Right. I want it to look like I am free. If you can go with that, the details can be sorted through. Yes. I, um, what's her name? I'll put it in the show notes. There's a, um, there, uh, there's a Japanese woman and she wrote a book about tidying up and it's where you go through a process of moving everything in your house and you pick it up and you say, does this bring me joy? And you allow this, the piece to speak to you. Yes or no. Yes or no. Does it, or, does it or not? If it does not, then you get rid of it because her philosophy and this like tidying your space up is about that only things that are around us should bring us joy. And I have like that same sort of mentality within like, okay, well, maybe we are in jobs that we don't really like, but can we carve out five minutes where we do find some area that brings us alive for five minutes that can sustain us to go forward? Can I have eye contact with a stranger and smile and feel like, oh my God, there's, there's connection, there's community. That's what I'm searching for, right? Even if it's the simplest thing of like, oh, there's a flower that's growing out of the sidewalk and I'm going to cut it and I'm going to put it in a vase because then every time I walk by it, I can see beauty. <clears throat> yeah. There's, there's, um, I, I pay entirely too much for rent and I have to, to get my son into a public school that, right. that is decent. And, uh, and it's overwhelming. It's stressful. I can't move this very hot minute. I want to one day because it's really too fucking expensive to live here. And so sometimes whenever I think, oh God, I need to move. Then when I'm walking to go get my son from school, 
I'm like, look, flowers. Mm-hmm. I have to stop and notice the good around me yeah. without, and, and taking a break from the consumption of the truth and what's wrong. Yes, yes, look at the truth. Yes, look at the wrongs that need to be righted. Yes, yeah. but also look at what's beautiful around you. That's truth too. Mm-hmm. That's truth too. Mm-hmm. When you're in the middle of facing truth that's uncomfortable, there's very beautiful truth around you. That flower did not sign on to have a soul contract with you. Right. It just this, right? It's a miracle. And to be able to show gratitude for it, then we can create gratitude in other areas. And I think that's what the bigger belief is. That's what the bigger awareness is. That's what the bigger truth is that you and I are walking towards of like, we all deserve that. We all deserve to be in gratitude for our life, for our water, for our food, for our community, for our home without bleeding out for it that we can have gratitude for all of it as it works in alignment with us. Gratitude and also everyone deserves the birthright of feeling that life is in their favor and where it's not, let us take action. Yes. Everyone deserves it. Thank you for listening in to the Be The Evidence podcast with Susan and I. We are really grateful that you are here, that you're showing up, that you're willing to be seen, and that you're exploring these conversations. Thank you. If you're curious at all about the offerings and the readings that Susan and I do, I would really urge you to go to our websites. There you will find a lot more information about who we are and the services that we have. Susan can be found at susangrace.org, and I can be found at aubreycara.co. For all of our listeners of the podcast, we have set up a Patreon page specific to you guys. There you will find um, services that are not available to anyone else, and you can find us on patreon.com backslash be the evidence podcast. When you're there, there are two different options for you to have access to a guided meditation and or a reading with Susan and I both. If you ever have any questions or comments or feelings that you would love to share or stories about how the podcast is resonating with you, we would love to hear them. Please feel free to reach out to us at betheevidencepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, please know we are deeply grateful for all the ways that you are showing up. We see you, we hear you, we feel you. Thank you.